Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. Clifton Brown and I are here to break down the Ravens' 20-19 preseason win over the Philadelphia Eagles. The streak lives, lives. on, Cliff. The streak lives. It, it, got, it got tight there for a little bit. <laughs> yes, it did. It was, it was in jeopardy, but it lives on to reach 24 games, spanning all the way from 2016 to 2023. It's kind of amazing when you think about it. What's amazing is Josh Johnson was in the first one. <laughs> he was in the first one and the most recent one. That's right. <laughs> Don't say the last one. I made sure not to say that. No. Mm-hmm. No. Anyway, uh, an interesting night here from MT Bank Stadium. Cliff, kind of, who were some of your big winners from the game? Yeah, I think uh, you mentioned Josh Johnson, but I think Tyler Huntley certainly played well, sparked yep. the team in the second half at quarterback. As soon as he came in, it seemed like the offense really picked up some juice. Uh, Tyler Wallace, who he hit for a touchdown pass, definitely I think is a guy who, you know, had a really strong night. Uh, we already know that he's locked in a battle for that number six wide receiver. It's really crowded, mm-hmm. and all those guys want to make plays, and Tyler made plays, and I thought it was interesting, too, after the game. He really feels like he needs to step up. All these wide receivers that the Ravens have brought in, Tyler's a guy who's been here for a couple of years. He, he feels ready to make his mark. I thought that was a nice play, a nice opening statement by him. Yeah, for sure. You know, going back to Snoop, I mean, I agree with you. Josh Johnson threw a really nice touchdown pass to Devin DuVernay, but, you know, the, it was it was a bit of an offensive slog for the Ravens in the first half for the most part. Come out, and and, and that was with, you know, some more of the top-line players in the mm-hmm. in the game. You know, Gus Edwards played uh, probably more than I anticipated, more than I thought he was going to play. Me too. Yep. Uh, Zay Flowers got two series. We were all wondering whether the first-round rookie was going to play. Um, but, it, you know, it was a little little tough offensively. Really, there was one big play, the Justice Hill run outside for 37 yards, and then the touchdown throw to DuVernay. Um, but I thought that when Tyler Huntley came in, certainly it did it did change. You know, a, a quick quick completion to the tight end, uh, Vokalek, and, and then he kind of marches down the field. And you see, you know, even though what kind of stood out to me is, even though we don't expect that the Ravens are going to have as many quarterback runs as in years past. Snoop having that ability yep. certainly is a dimension you're like, yeah, that's a good thing. You know, just to the play breaks down, nobody's open, and him being able to run for 11 yards or whatever it is, you know, like that gets you going. No question. I mean, Snoop to me is always has this kind of intangible it factor as a quarterback. It seems that when he is in the huddle, guys believe that he's going to make something happen. I mean, it – it really goes back to, like, in college he had it. Uh, you know, then a guy not drafted in the NFL. As soon as he showed up with the Ravens, he kind of had it. At first you saw it in practice that, you know, the team moved when he was in the game. It's not even always him just making the play. It's kind of that what you want with a quarterback. When he's in the huddle, guys think the offense is going to move. I just yep. really think that is a part of his game that you can't really measure. But we've seen it now for three years that mm-hmm. he has been able to come in in situations and move the team. Yeah, and, and the number two quarterback job is that's a competition right now between he and Josh Johnson. And I, I thought that uh, Snoop made a pretty strong case. I I, I felt pre- coming into the game that he was in the driver's seat in that competition, but it wasn't done. And I think that he uh, took a firmer grip on that job agree with tonight. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did did leave the game. Uh, went to the locker room. John Harbaugh said, not a serious injury. Right. Uh, just one thing to monitor as we move forward. 
Let's let's also talk about you know you talk about Tylen Wallace and I th- I do think the the wide receiver competition is an interesting one. You know James Prochet did not help his case in in the competition for the sixth wide receiver spot. Uh, had a, a punt return punched out of his arms. Ravens made a goal line stand, didn't give up points on it, mm-hmm. and uh, or red zone stand I should say. Uh, that was a relief I'm sure to James Prochet, but still you know. I think James is a guy who works really hard, and he's, you know, flash certainly at times, but that's obviously not what you want to do out here when no, you're competing no for question. a spot, especially. No, you can't put the ball on the ground. Uh, Charlie Kohler also had a, had a fumble, yep. you know, near, near the sideline where, to me, he had a chance to step out of bounds. He got fortunate the ball rolled out of bounds. But, you know, often with young players, and in this situation, guys are trying to make plays to show the coaching staff that, hey, I want to be out there. So, mm-hmm. You know, I feel badly when stuff like that happens. It's not for lack of effort. It's not for lack of, you know, not what's going on, preparation. But, yeah, these other guys out here on the other side, they're trying to make plays too. And when you're, you're a guy like a James Boucher or Charlie Cole, you have the ball in your hands. As Coach always say, the first first priority is keeping it. Yep. And so, yeah, that is anyone who's trying to, you know, make a roster spot or get more playing time. The first thing they really have to do is, you know, avoid turnovers if you're offensive player. It looks like it looked like James made the guy miss, and the guy kind of threw out a hand, right? Kind of threw out a, you know, as he's going by and just hit, got it right on the ball. So, not good, not good, but Mm -hmm. kind of a bad luck on that play a little bit. Also, Mm -hmm. Um, let's also talk about, you know, you mentioned Justice Hill, right? I mean, the running backs, I thought in general looked good tonight. All of them. I mean, they Justice did. Hill had the long 37-yard run. Gus Edwards, like we said, I mean, he had some physical runs. He talked this past week about how he feels like he's going to have the best year of his career. He feels so much better than he did last year going into the year. Melvin Gordon looked looked shifty and fast, made some guys miss, picked up some extra yards, went airborne on one, went full Superman. Um, <laughs> you know, he said it was kind of interesting him talk to hear him talk and say, you know, he hadn't seen game action since halfway through last year when things kind of went south with Denver. Went on the Chiefs practice squad, you know, won a Super Bowl on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. A little bit different, but, you know, getting knocking off the rust here a little bit for him. Um, so that was good to see. And then Keaton Mitchell had a long touchdown run called back by a hold that probably would have taken to the house anyway. Right. Some nice moves on that run. That was impressive, yes. Um, so a, a good day for the Ravens running backs while J.K. Dobbins, you know, was on the sideline in a bucket hat and and whatnot, he got to see his teammates uh, play pretty darn well out there. He did. And, you know, there's been so much talk about the Ravens passing attack and what it's going to look like, and deservedly so, but I'm really curious about the run game. Uh, You know, how much will it change, you know, with the change in offensive coordinator? Who's going to have the most touches? How will Ty Monken utilize all these backs? I think all those are questions we haven't seen yet answered and probably won't see because they're not going to show it everything in the preseason. But one thing we know is that the Ravens running back room is deep. Even with J.K. not being out there, the running back room is deep. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of – they all have different, you know, stuff that they bring to the table. So Munkin has a lot of things he can do with this running – with these running backs. He has a lot of different ways they can run the football this season. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen. But Justice looks really good. Gus looks really good. Both of those guys, to me, look better than they've looked – in the last couple of years because they're totally healthy. Yep. You know what J.K. can do. Melvin Gordon, we didn't even know he was going to be a part of the mix. <laughs> right. He's here. And then, the you know, Keenan Mitchell. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's a deep, deep running back room. You know, Justice Hill talking about 
you know, this might be the deepest running back room in the league. Sometimes people say something like that. Yeah, well, but then you start thinking about it. You might have a point. <laughs> yeah. Eagles didn't have bad, though, either. I was, I kept, you're looking at some of these starters coming out here and uh, DeAndre Swift. I'm like, wait a second. This is preseason. What's DeAndre Swift doing out here cutting us up? Yeah. Go over there and sit down. Yeah, go sit down, man. But then the next guy comes in. I'm like, oh, he is. He's not a bad player either. Right. A lot of talent in the NFL. Man. There is. There is. Um, Talk about a lot of talent. Zay Flowers, first-round wide receiver. You know, the stat line is going to show one rush for one yard. It's pretty amazing that a guy who ends with a stat line of one rush for one yard could still have us walking away going, hmm, this kid's something special. Yeah, I mean, when you hear NFL players talk about another guy uh, without even prompting how quick he is, yeah, Zay is that guy. I mean, he is his ability to cut, make people miss, it's really it's 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 high level. I mean, the first catch, yeah, it only goes for y'all, but he made a guy completely miss. Just whiff. You know, in tight that space. was a starting linebacker, by the way. I know. Just made him whiff. I mean, it that was Lamar. Lamar esque. It was Lamar like. Yeah, you don't see guys whiffing like that in tight space very often, and we're gonna see it regularly. You know, he draw he draws two penalties. I mean, to me, I didn't really need to see that tonight. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm. <laughs> Zay Flowers, We've seen joystick on the practice field. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, and also feel like he's ready for NFL. He's not a typical rookie to me. Sure, he even said the game is faster. It was funny, you know, he didn't know quite how to warm up. He was hyped, all that stuff. But it doesn't take, it's not going to take him long, I don't think, week one to feel comfortable. And it's also not going to take him long to put fear in the other team when they see him, you know, making these moves and being a guy who is that quick he's he's a weapon I mean really you know you talk about adding Zay Odell Aguilar that is a those are some major gets I think for the Ravens uh, as far as that wide receiver room yeah and I I thought John Harbaugh made a good point you know Zay drawing two penalties well part of it is he's so quick and he starts to get away from you You see get back here he's not coming back get get back here you gotta grab him he's not coming back you grab him exactly I I like Zay Zay was kind of giving one of the the Eagles DBs a little earful after that one kind of he was letting them know what he was gonna do if he didn't grab him he's got a great personality Uh, but he does not lack confidence I love it no he does not well and and, you know you you talk about you feel like you've seen what Zay's got you know Mm -hmm. but the Ravens opted to play him Mm-hmm. John Harbaugh opted to, for him to play two series, and kind of hearing Zay talk, you see why. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's got all these nerves, and like you just want him to kind of get that. You know, when we talk about, all right, well, what are you really getting from the preseason? Mm-hmm. You know, the Ravens certainly are on the more cautious side with these guys. They don't play any established starter. Mm-hmm. Really, the only probably projected possible starter that played on de- start on defense was David Ajabo. On offense, I mean. Hey. Zay, Gus, I mean, if Zay's a starter, I mean, mm-hmm. ba- I mean, I guess you could consider him how many times mm-hmm. they're using three wide mm-hmm. receivers out there, probably Zay. Mm-hmm. Zay would be the biggest name guy who played on offense, and he got two series. So they're conservative, but y- you get the, the point of view of John Harbaugh when you hear Zay say, like, I was like a nervous, anxious mess before the game. You know, like, all right, get, get that out of your system a little bit. Get a little sure. experience getting ready for a game and suiting up and getting out there and playing in the NFL game. I don't think there's any question that this experience will help him. Yeah, uh, as know. long as he didn't get injured. That's, I mean. Well, yeah, I'm not, I don't even say that word. <laughs> I, we, I already knocked on the wooden football. I knocked on the wooden football cliff. We're good. We're good. 
I'll take your word for it. I am superstitious, so I'm glad you're not. Yeah. All right, thank you. This week, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens, has a limited-time offer you won't want to miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code FLOCK. New customers can get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code FLOCK. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Uh, must be 21 and plus and physically present in Maryland. Defensively, I thought, you know, one, one thing that we came into the game talking about was the Ravens are a little thin in the secondary. Darrell Worley played a lot of snaps out there. Brandon Stevens played a lot of snaps out there. Uh, Kevon Seymour played a lot of snaps out there. You know, there were there were some some mishaps. You know, I think early on, you know, Brandon Stevens gave up one that put him in scoring range. They ended up getting a touchdown out of it, I believe. Uh, kind of set up one of the, the Eagles' touchdowns. There was a breakdown on the third and 11. Guy running wide open down the middle of the field. You know, had some rocky moments there. Defense, though, finished strong, I thought, in the second half and kind of came out. Darrell Worley played, played a heck of a game. I thought so. Yeah, Did, and Stevens, too, I thought. Yeah, Seymour, all three of those guys, they were competitive. I mean, they didn't give up, like, mm-hmm. huge plays, making huge mistakes. Yep. yep. They were always, you know, to me, fighting for the ball, in decent position. And, yeah, I mean, Stevens I made a nice play in the back of the end zone to, to, to keep him out of the end zone on one. That would have that would have been the difference in the game. No question. And the versatility of Stevens, which we already knew, but it could be really key this year with Stevens. You know, Worley talking about now he's he considers himself a safety Guys who can play multiple positions, particularly when you start having injuries, is very important. We all we know a lot of guys, you know, Mark Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton, they're watching the game tonight. So, but to see these guys out here, you know, able to hold their own, I thought it was a step up. I mean, the biggest question to me with the corners is just getting healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the guys who are still out there able to play to me are playing pretty well. Yeah, I thought Kayvon Seymour had a pretty strong game. I do. Uh, he I had agree. he had a few balls go his way, and, and uh, yeah, I, I thought they scrapped, played pretty well. Daryl Worley, that dude reminds me. I mean, he's a big physical player. I, whenever I think about Daryl Worley, I think back to Week 17 in Cincinnati. That dude was laying some hits. Yes, yes. He was laying, he, oh, he and Roquan were giving the Bengals the business that day. They were and. Uh, Worley, I like the transition to safety for him. He reminds me of like a James Ahedebo, more nimble version of Bernard, Bernard Pollard a little bit. I mean, okay. big dude can who can hit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the Ravens don't have a ton of depth, especially Geno Stone's silent right now. Like, safety is not a position where they have a ton of depth, especially if, if you're considering Brandon Stevens is playing more corner than he is right. safety. Um, so he's an interesting player, a veteran uh, you know, special t- could be a good special teams player, and we saw. I'm glad they gave him the credit on the forced fumble. I think it first went to Chris and Welch, mm-hmm. and then he switched it to Worley. It mm-hmm. was it was Worley's play. Um, so yeah, yeah I, th- I mean, he's a Raven. I mean, yeah, he yeah he plays their style of football, no questions. You mentioned that that game in Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he fits right in, and I do feel yeah that safety. I it makes perfect sense to me that that he wants to be a safety because I think yeah he can be more of a playmaker probably from that spot. Yep. And we'd be remiss not to talk about possibly the play of the game. What was it, Cliff? I don't know. I, I know how much you love Justin Tucker, as we all do. It was the Justin Tucker 60-yarder. I, I see that twinkle in your eye. <laughs> but, I mean, that it, was a pop. It is amazing. I mean, 
he makes the special look routine. He does. Yep. And I mean, it's like every year, it's he seems unaffected. He's like Benjamin Button. He seems unaffected <laughs> by any age. To me, he could be twenty two years old. Yep. To me. Yep. I mean, he's he kicks the same way to me. You you watch tape year after year. If anything, his leg to me is getting stronger. Right. There was a question this week about Justin Tucker's leg strength. And, you know, maybe having to dial it back a little bit in practice, say, you know, is he getting up there? Is he losing a little? Nah. No. Answered definitively tonight. Absolutely not. Now, you know, Harbs talked about what you, I thought was interesting, that they may still bring in another kicker to take some of the wear and tear off of him. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you just don't want him. What does he have to prove kicking, you know, 50 times in practice? But, yeah. I mean, yeah, if there's any doubt, which there wasn't about his readiness for the season – I mean, he clocked that kick. That I mean, thing would have been good from 66-plus. Could that have been a record-breaker? Would that have been good from 67? I wouldn't bet against it. I would like to see the replay. I wasn't even thinking in those terms, but as Harb said, he hit it perfectly. Yeah. I mean, it was a on perfect screws. kick. Yep. True. Wish I could hit a golf ball like that, man. Yeah. Pretty incredible. <laughs> you you are a pretty good golfer from what I hear, Cliff. Not like that, man. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that, it's that time of the night we're making talk about golf. and we're, we're, All right. That, that about does it. <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, Cliff, thank you for stepping in for Garrett today to recap this game. The streak lives on. We'll be back with you with, with a lot of coverage this week. If you haven't done so, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the lounge. And... If you're not already listening to Ravens Press Pass and subscribe to that, make sure you do that. All of the press conferences from after tonight's game will go in the Ravens Press Pass as well as locker room interviews, so make sure you check that out. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next week.